This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. How good is God, guys? Hey? I guess it's just me this morning. Shoot. How good is God this morning? Yeah? He's a good God. He's a good God. And I want to talk to you a bit this morning about, if I can just, sorry guys, out of the light into the Bible. Um, Yeah, so I just want to speak to you kind of a bit about that this morning, about how good God is and the purpose that he has for your life. So if we can just jump to Timothy, 2 Timothy um, 6 to 11, please, if that's all right. Well, 6 to 10. Um, But before that, while you're all getting it in your Bibles, which you should have, if you don't have a Bible, it's all right, it's on the screen. But we just want to Before I go there, I just want to encourage you um, a little bit first and just encourage you that, oh shoot, we are called for a purpose. How many of you know that you are called for a purpose? The people talk about it, people will say, oh you're called for a purpose for such a time as this, oh my word. When I was at youth conferences, that is the one thing I would always hear, you're not the leaders of the future, you're the leaders of today and your purpose isn't in the future, your purpose is now and how many of us know that at conferences, in life, your parents, that is what they speak of you is this massive thing of purpose, right? But no one really talks about the pain of the purpose. You know what I mean? No one really talks about that hardship when you know that you're called to be a mom or you're called to be in business or you're called to be a doctor and your purpose is maybe as a husband or a house husband. How many of you know that there is pain in that purpose? There is hardship in that purpose from going from your now to your future and the in-between, all the way through life, if you want to go that wide. Sorry, the, the kids, oh shoot, I totally forgot. The kids can go um, to kids' church and, um, and all that now. We love you, kids. Um, <laughs> but how many of us know that in our life we have incredible pain when it comes to our general life, but also when you're pursuing that purpose of God on your life? And what can happen is we get to that place where we're like, oh, isn't it? Oh, well, they're preaching, they're being a doctor, they're being a teacher, they're doing what I want to do, and I'm here. I'm here, I'm stuck here, and I know that I want to do that. I know that like God's called me to do that, and I'm going to be a doctor, and, and I'm going to be a mother, but hey, right now I'm, I'm barren, Right? How many of us know that struggle where God's promised you stuff um, and you you ain't got it yet? And you're there and you're like, but God, you said this and you said that, but my life looks like this at the moment. And I want to take time out this morning to talk about allowing that purpose that's in you to prevail, for it to become a focal point in your life that you are going after. Yeah, God, it may not be here now, but it's going to be in my future. So I am going to work at it. I am going to go for it. I am not, I'm not going to strive for it. I'm going to be in your strength doing it. But God, I'm going to run after it. If I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be an A-star student. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you want to, if you want to do what you want to do, you've got to work for it. If you want to be, let's, Church terms, if you want to be a preacher, you've got to be a student of the Bible. (laughs) Fact. If you want to be a leader in business, in the world of work, you've got to read some books. (laughs) If you want to be a lawyer, you've got to read even more books. 
But that's just the reality of it. In everything in life, you have got to work. And it's the same when it comes with God. And you know, it's amazing, isn't it? We think that when we become Christians, sheesh, our life becomes easier, is, is, the, is the tale. Oh, follow Jesus, the hope for humanity. How many of you see that on forces? And that's all true. But how many of us know there's weight that comes? There's an attack that comes, for starters, when you decide to follow Jesus. You know, when we're worshiping here, right? Uh, we had, um, so I lead worship, um, one of them, up in, in Life Church in Bradford. And we had a, a kind of seminar where someone said to us, you know, when you lead worship, you're doing everything that the enemy wants. You're worshiping God when the enemy wanted you to worship him. That's why he fell. So when you're here worshiping this morning, the enemy don't like that. So of course you're going to have attacks in your life. Of course you're going to have things come at you. This morning we're talking about burdens and weight. Of course you're going to have that because guys, we're under attack. <laughs> we wouldn't be asked to wear armor if we were just going for a jolly. You don't see people dancing in ballet with kitted out with full metal suits and hats. No, no. But you do see people going out to war with their helmets, with their bags, kitted out. Why? Because we are in an attack for our lives. And it's in these moments is where our purpose and what God has called us to be can get a little bit blurred. Where that vision can get a little bit blurry. And that's what I want to speak to you about this morning. So, we are going to run into Timothy 1 verse 9, which says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Do you know that about you this morning? That that spirit that's in you is not weak? Do you know that? That that spirit isn't something that, that the wind can blow over? No, 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 no. You are people of, of power, of love. You're not timid. You're strong. Some of you need to believe that this morning, that you're strong. But anyway, that's just side note. You got that one for free. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or me of his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. How many of you know that this morning, yeah? This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. You were grace before you were born, guys. How beautiful is that? But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amazing. Love that. So just before we, um, we jump into the beef of the message, if you want to call it that, do you mind if we just quickly pray and, um, and we'll get on with it? So thank you, Jesus, that you are a God that protects, you're a God that loves, but you're a God that graces us, God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your word that is a light into our path, God. We thank you for it, Jesus, for that diary of David that we can see the goodness of his life and the way he suffered, but the way he praised you, God. We just thank you for everything this book contains, and we just love you for it, God. We pray that we just use this as wisdom, God, that you would open our hearts to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so first of all, I want to talk to you about this one thing that everyone does in their life at some point. It's called settling, 
right? And I want to kind of break that idea this morning of it's okay to settle, because let me tell you, it's not, right? The Bible says this, that we're called to live in the fullness of Christ, so why are you settling? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like some of us, we settle for mediocre, we settle for the mundane, we settle for the nine to five, but how many of you know this morning that God's not about the nine to five? right? God's bigger than nine to five, and he wants that for us. He wants that for you. He wants for you to live your best life. He wants for you to live in the fullness of him, to prosper, to go after everything he's got. He has a purpose, a unique purpose for each and every one of you, and he wants you to run after that with everything we've got. But rather than pursuing stuff and rather for going for gold, we kind of settle do you know what I mean? Instead of going after everything God's got, we're like, mm, I don't know about that because it involves this conversation or it involves this hard work or it involves me going here. And, and what happens is we, we then become comfortable in settling. We begin saying stuff like this. Oh, well, it's good enough. Don't we? Oh, it's, it's good enough. And this, another one. It'll do. <laughs> It'll do. It's all right. No, no. Nah, it's all right. It's fine. no. That's not, God didn't say, right, when Jesus is on the cross, well, this will do. You know what I mean? It's good enough. No, no, it is finished. It is done. Now we're going to live in the fullness of Christ. Now we're going to live in everything he's got. But some of us, we're living in this mindset of it'll do, of it's good enough. And we settle for what we've got now, whereas God's like, if you look at me, if you look at me, watch what I can do. If you look at me, watch what my, your life could look like. If you got rid of this settling mentality, if you got out of this, it'll do, and this, it's good enough. Because guess what? It's more than good enough in Christ Jesus. It's more than good enough in Jesus. But the thing is, is we get so consumed with how everything looks like now that we totally disregard it. Last night we watched the film The Shack. How many of you have seen The Shack? Flipping out. The first time I watched The Shack, I sobbed through the whole thing, right? And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's tremendous. It's a film about, like, how this guy goes through and he, he meets, like, God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus in all different ways. And then he meets wisdom and, and he, he just goes through this journey of forgiveness. It is beautiful film to watch, right? Absolutely insane. And we watched it last night and, and the girl said this, right? Who, well, the God said this. She goes... She says, the thing is, is when you're in your circumstance, when you're in your situation and your pit, she's like, your vision of me gets a bit blurry because all you see is what's in front of you. And that's what happens to us, isn't it? And it's so true that, that when we say, God, where are you? The problem is, is that we're looking at our circumstances and, and God just gets a bit blurry because we get so consumed with self and we get so consumed with our situation and so consumed with where we are that we fail to see God's plan and we fail to see God's purpose in it all. And that's what we're speaking about this morning. So we are going to talk about Jonah and the big fish, right? How many of us love that story? Love that story where Jonah's like, no God, I'm not going to go to Nineveh. I'm not going to go. And he runs away like this. He runs away. And he gets swallowed up by a whale. Well, there's a storm. They chuck him overboard like that. And then the whale, the fish, sorry guys, sorry guys. The big fish comes, swallows him up, and then spits him out after Jonah's realized, okay, fair enough, I was wrong. Right? Fair enough. And Jonah, right, this is the thing about Jonah. He was called. 
Jonah was purposed. He was chosen to be the one to go to Nineveh and tell them about what, basically what they were doing wrong and what God was going to do, right? But see, Jonah, what he did is what we often do is he ran away to Tarshish, right? So it says that, that Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. And we all know that he, he headed there, he got chucked off the boat and, and, and whatever, but he still headed there, yeah? He still went to go there. And that's what, what some of our lives look like. Some of our lives look like running away from the purposes of God, running away to our place of Tarshish, yeah? Some of us this morning are running away from the purposes of God on our life. Some of us are running away from that call of God that is on your life, running away from what God is asking you to do, running away from what you feel convicted to, running away from, I don't know, maybe motherhood or running away from businesses that you know that you're heavily involved in and that needs you. You're running away from being that teacher. You're running away from what God is, is appointing you to, is calling you to, and you're running away from it and heading to Tarsha that place where I'm safe here, I'm safe here, I- I'm comfortable here, uh, this, this, is my, this is my safe zone, this is, th- n- nothing bad is here, there's no darkness like there is in Nineveh, no, 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 I'm safe here. But what God is calling us to is, is to come out of that, to come out of that comfort zone, because if you're in the comfort zone, guess what, your um, comfort zone, it breeds contentment. And we're not lived, uh, no, we're not designed to live content. We're not, that's not what God calls for us. God doesn't say, I'll give you a content life. We're called to be content in all circumstances, of course. But that doesn't mean that we can't access the fullness. Just because you're content doesn't mean that you can't be super duper happy. Do you know what I'm saying this morning? The more you speak, the more I feel encouraged. So I'd appreciate that. But some of us this morning, we're, we're hiding in that Tarshish place. We're hiding in that place where it's comfortable. We're hiding in that place where God can't see me here. God doesn't know I'm hiding. You, you, you're there and you consume this one little place because you're like, I'm too scared to go into what God's got for me. I'm too scared about what that's going to look like. Too scared of the call, of the purpose, of what that looks like. Where we totally run to. We're prepared to journey like Jonah. He went in the storm with people. He paid. He went. He got a ticket. He jumped on a boat, right? And he went. He was so prepared to go to that place, to run so far away from God, that eventually it ended up chucking him over the boat. But he went and he paid. And he said, please get me there. How many of you know that you run away from the stuff that God wants you? Like, please get me to that safe place. Please get me to that one person who's not going to call me out for what I'm doing, but they're just going to love on me. Please, like, you know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying, church? Do you know what I mean? We do it, don't we? We do it where we're like, no, 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 I don't want to go there. It's too risky for me. I don't want to leave my friends. I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave everything that I know. For me, it was like Bradford. Shit. I went to Bradford, guys, voluntarily. (laughs) I voluntarily moved to Bradford. Why? Because I was pursuing what God had for me. And guess what? Bradford is not Wales. I'll be honest with you. It's not Wales. Every time I leave this country to go back, I'm bawling my eyes out. That Heerith, it's a real thing, guys. It's legit. Heerith is legit, right? That longing is legit. But Bradford, oh my word, what it's done in my heart, 
and it's not pretty, but what it's done in my heart has been beautiful. And that's the thing is that God doesn't want to follow you out of your Tarshish and he doesn't want to lead you somewhere else for the lols. No, what he wants to do is pull you out because he's like, there's so much goodness here for you. There is so much here of growing. There's so much here that I'm going to do. I'm going to use you in spectacular ways as long as you get out of where you are and you've got a vision and you're pursuing and you're going after it. Are you with me, church? Fantastic. So, the second thing, right, that he was running away from was this, the commitment. So he ran away from the calling, but he also ran away from the commitment. Because when you read, it says that, that Nineveh was a big place. So it took about three days to, walk from, to get from one side to the other. So there was no Uber in those days, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're walking, right? Three, three solid days he would have been walking, proclaiming the goodness of God, and he probably would have got a bit of abuse from it, and he, he probably wasn't, like, respected massively because they're like, okay, yeah, fair enough. You know, if someone started walking through Armonford being like, God is going to do this, and God is going to, we'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? So he probably got a little bit of abuse and a little bit of like, yeah, all right then, Jonah. But it was a commitment, that commitment to go, Every single day, yeah, I'm proclaiming the goodness of God. I'm proclaiming the goodness of God. And some of us, we're scared of that commitment. We're scared of that commitment that comes with pursuing the purposes of God. We're scared of, of that commitment of every day, every day carrying our cross, every day picking it up. The Bible says this, right? If I, if I can get it, yeah. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for me will save it. Do you know this morning you're called to lose your life? We're required to lose our life. That, that selfness, that, that self, that you, you, everything that we are, we're called to surrender it at Jesus' feet every single day. Every single day we're called to Jesus. I choose to pursue you. Yet again, I choose to love you, that you will be the Lord of my life. And some of us are scared of what that commitment looks like, that commitment of pursuing things, because guess what? You're going to go to places that you don't want to go. Yeah? You're going to go to places like Nineveh, where you don't really want to be at. He called it a, a, a place of dark, darkness. That's what, that's, and wickedness. That's what Nineveh was. And some of us, we're scared to go to those places, and so we run away from it, because we're scared of the commitment of the fight that comes with following Jesus, the fight that comes with pursuing your purpose. You with me? Fantastic. So we have to every day be committed to laying down our life, committed to being a sacrifice, yeah? So we have to daily pick up our cross. Now, Jonah's cross looked like Nineveh. That was his sacrifice, leaving everything that he had, going to Nineveh, a place of darkness, a place of wickedness. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're called to go to Brunaman. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but what I am saying is we're not called to go to, some, some of us aren't called to go to those deep, dark places. Some of us are just called to be teachers and called to be lawyers and, and called to be mothers. And some of us aren't even called to be pastors. And that's okay. That's okay. You can still be in ministry and not work in church. You can still be in full-time ministry and not be the pastor. You can still lead without being in charge. Did you know that this morning? Yeah? yeah. 
So, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like that commitment of every day going and going and going. And yeah, Jonah's looked like a horrible place, but yours might look like I just need to wise up and be the best mom that I can be. Because that is the purpose of my life. My purpose is to raise good, strong kids that are going to follow Jesus, that are going to love him, that are going to make him the Lord of their life. Because they are the ones that are going to change their schools, not you. <laughs> so for some of us, that's, oh, I say us, I'm not a mom. But for some of you, <laughs> that is your purpose. For me, my purpose at the moment is to be the best college student I can be. Why? So God can work in me, but can also work through me. Because if I am not the best me that I can be, other people will suffer. And if you are not the best you that you can be, and you're not the best you at pursuing that purpose that God has got on your life, guess what? No one else is going to do it. And the purposes of God, guys, real talk, will pass you unless you surrender yourself to him. The purposes of God, the goodness of who he is, will pass you unless you've got your eyes fixed on him. This is what I love, right? Chris Vallotton said this the other day. Um, when I was driving home, I was listening to a podcast. Um, and he said this. He was like, do you, know what? do you know the thing about Jesus is this? He didn't call his, his followers and, and, you know, James and John and Matthew and all them. He didn't call them Christians. He called them disciples. And the word Christian is like a thing that, that we've got as like a religion. But in fact, we're all just disciples. <laughs> and what disciples are are people who follow Jesus but also leave their fishing nets and go and become fishers of men. <laughs> and that's the thing for some of us. We're, we're in this, we're Christians. No, you're not. You're a disciple. You're a follower of Jesus. Your task, your purpose on your life is to be a fisher of men. Your task in your workplace is to go preaching the word of the Lord. It may not look like Nineveh, but guess what? Jonah went around proclaiming the good news. And that's what our purpose is. Over all of this goodness, all of this goodness, ultimately, guys, that is the call in our life, is to preach the word of God. And it might not look like platform, but it looks like person. It looks, you know what I mean? It looks like, oh, you're sick. Right, this is how you do This is going to be a bit weird, but it's okay. Can I, can I just pray for you? Because I believe, da 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 Oh, my circumstances suck. They really do. Hey, come to church. I know someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know someone who can help you there, who can, who can be your comfort. You know what I'm saying, guys? It's easy. But for some way along the line, we get a bit confused, and we get a bit like, oh, you can't say stuff like that, and you can't do that. You can't, I can't pursue that, th- that stuff. I can't go after that. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Like I said, like, if you want to lead, lead. <laughs> if you want to do that thing, do that thing. If you want to be a mom, be a mom. Be the best mom. You know what I'm saying? But we get, we get caught up and we get stuck in the whole thing of, of I can't do it and I can't lay my life down and I can't be as committed as I want to be. Yes, you can. <laughs> that's, just, that's just real talk. Yes, you can. <laughs> but the third thing that Jonah ran away from was the consequences. The consequences. Because if you read the story of Jonah and what they don't tell you when you're a kid is that after Jonah did Nineveh, did all that stuff, he became ridiculously angry with God. He goes like this, whatever God, just take my life. It's not even worth living. You know what I mean? Like a kid. Whatever dad, whatever, whatever, I don't even care anymore. How many of us do that? You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever, no, no. Women, we do that a lot. Whatever. I don't even, it's fine. I don't even care. Yes, you do care. No, it's not fine. And it's not whatever. You know what I mean, though? 
But we go with that attitude to God sometimes, don't we? We go with that attitude of, wherever God, yeah, okay, wherever. And we get angry at him. We get angry at him when he doesn't come through. We get angry at him when you're supposed to be a man, but you're barren. We get angry at him when you're supposed to be a teacher, but you can't get the grades. And rather than pursuing the goodness, and rather than being like, God, I know you've called me to do this. You have put that desire in my heart. I know you're going to come through. Rather than going at that, we go for a booty. Do we? Real talk. We go for a poodie. I mean, whatever, God. Just, my life isn't even worth living anymore. Isn't it? We go for a poodie, but God's like, what you doing? What are you doing? No, you've got to graft. You've got you to go at this stuff again and again. Every single day, you go and 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 you go again. And it's a saying um, up with us at Life Church. It's, we go again. Every day, we go again. Every youth night, we go again. Every time someone needs healed and they haven't been healed yet, we go again. When there's a woman who's barren, guess what? We go again with prayer. And that's what we do, guys, as disciples, not as Christians, but as disciples, as followers of Jesus, pursuing his purpose, we go again and again and again and again until we get to that place. We don't live to get to heaven, right? We live to have heaven on earth, right? How many of us believe that? How many of us believe that? We go again. We go again. We go again until we get heaven on earth. Am I right? Am I right? Thank you. Come on. (laughs) But we're scared of the consequences. We're scared of the consequences. We're scared of what people will say. (laughs) What will my mom do? You know what I mean? Youth. You guys. Shoot, guys. Some of you guys are here, right? And your parents are like, I don't know why you go there. This is a testimony that you guys are here. Like you go in, you go in, not against, but maybe they don't support you. Maybe they're not encouraging you. Guys, this is the best place you can be. Like keep going, keep going, because God's going to reward you for it. For every day saying, no guys, I'm not sitting out this late because I've got church in the morning. For the, for the laughs that you might get, for the, what the heck are you doing that for? Guys, we will be rewarded, right, in heaven. Like don't be, don't be beefing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't be, don't be beefing and being like, oh, no, we will be, our reward is Jesus. Every single day, our reward is Jesus. Don't be looking to the material. I was speaking to them on youth on Friday and I was like, guys, do not be looking for the material. But we can preach it to the kids, but we can't live it ourselves. Hey, how many of us know that we want a BMW 1 series and we want a Porsche and, and we want these clothes and we want these Louis Vuitton handbags, ladies. We want them shoes. <laughs> we, shoot, guys, my conf- it's confession time. <laughs> like counseling, like Jesus, please. <laughs> but like, how many of us know that that's what it is? Isn't it? Sometimes we do live and we, we, live, to, to get w- we live to work, some of us. You know what I mean? We live for work. We go to work. I hate my job. I hate my boss. Guys, no, 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 no. It says in the word, right? It says that whoever like you're working for, you, you're working for Jesus, right? Your boss, so my boss might be my father maybe. Who even knows? Lord Jesus, if that comes. But anyway, <laughs> my boss might be my father. But how many of you know you're not working for Phil, you're working for Jesus? If you're a carpenter with every nail, you're not working for your boss, you're working for Jesus, right? You're working for Jesus. We don't live our lives for people. We live it for Christ and we get lost and our purpose often just becomes about like, what do I want? You know what I mean? What's my purpose? Because for what I want. Because I can guarantee that Jonah's, Jonah's wanting 
And what Jonah wanted probably was not what God wanted. Jonah probably wanted a cushy life, nice and happy. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's not what he got. And for some of us, we need to be okay in that. That holy discontentment is an actual thing. Having a holy dis... Not being happy with where you are is a, good, is, is a good thing when it's a holy discontentment. When it's that spirit thing in you where you're like, I am not satisfied with the way my church is at the moment. I am not satisfied with the way that, that people don't feel welcome. I'm not satisfied with the way that, you know, we don't go for that excellence that it should be. That holy discontentment is fine. But that, that thing of, I don't want to be in this workplace, uh, da, 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 that discontentment is not. Because actually, for this time in your life, you are called and you are purposed for it. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's like, that's, that's where you are. So do that with the best of what you've got. Now then, there's this verse in Colossians, which I stumbled upon um, just before bed. And guys, I started reading my Bible before bed. Regrets. Because my brain, it goes, it goes. So now I read it in the morning. See, look at that. That's wisdom right there. But anyway, but before I get there, I just want to talk to you real quick about the whole Nineveh thing. Because we go through turmoil and we go through it all. But do you know what the most beautiful thing about the whole story of, of Jonah? Did I say nowhere earlier? Great. I thought I did then. Flip. <laughs> the whole story of Jonah is that through it all, he's listening to God's voice. Through it all, he's conversing with God. God, I'm angry at you, but God's like, watch me do this. And he like gets his little plant thing, and then Jonah doesn't look after it, so God brings it away. And, and it's, it's a beautiful story where Jonah and God just constantly speaking, constantly speaking. And what I want to say to you this morning is that you're never going to know the purpose of your life, and you're never going to know what God wants for you unless you spend time with him. You're never going to know that. You're never going to know his love super intimately unless you spend time with him, unless you get, you get going with your Bibles and you say, God, in this, I want you to speak to me. Yeah, he's given us this. He's given us this so that we can learn his heart, so we can see the type of God he is. So then when it comes to, God, what am I called to in my life? What, what's my purpose? Who am I? Like, what is going on? The Bible. God doesn't speak to me. Yes, he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, he does. He spoke to people so that we could have this as, a, as the voice of God. You know what I'm saying? Some people, yeah, they'll hear God's voice audibly, but ultimately, if you want to hear God, listen, like, listen to his word. You know what I mean? But run, run in the right direction. Don't be running away from what God wants for you. Don't be running away from the fear, running away from the commitment, running away from the consequence, but run to him, run to glory, run to everything that he's got for you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Fantastic. So back to where we settled, started. We settle. We settle. We settle for Tarshish, that, that comfort place. We settle for our jobs. We settle for the mediocre. We settle for the, the, the doesn't matter, the it'll do. But I just want to remind you real quick this morning that you're called to live in a life of fullness. We're called to live in the life of fullness. So back to the Timothy thing that we started with before I tell you about my Colossians. <laughs> Timothy says this, right? The verse, it encourages us, if we can just have it up, please. It encourages us that God empowers us, does that verse. Because he says, you're not, you're not a little worm. You're not a little nothing. You are someone who 
is a gift. God has put gifts in each and every one of us that it's up to us to stir up. God has put gifts in you, but unless you're gift, uh, uh, stirring it up, you're never going to see the fullness of what that could look like. I never knew that I was called to worship lead until I went to Bradford and someone helped me stir it up. And someone helped me spend time in the book of Psalms and, and realizing the power of worship. Someone, someone helped me fan that into flame. And some of us this morning have got gifts that we're fanning into flame. Some of you are insanely creative. And you're going to come out with like spoken words and all this awesome stuff. And songs are going to come from this house. But how many of us know that like it only comes when we fan stuff into flame? Some of you this morning are insane preachers. But you're not going to preach unless you fan it into flame. Some of you, you're teaching is going to be incredible and students are going to look at you and they're going to soak in every single ounce of words that you say and you're going to set them up for life but how many of us know unless we're fanning that into flame it's not going to happen and that's what this encourages us that purpose that everything that we've got we've got to fan it into flame secondly um it talks about so go to the just the next one because i want to go through through again we're strong we're not weak in this. We're not weak in this. We're not doing this alone. He's given us a, a power of love and self-discipline. How many of you know that you have got that power in you of self-discipline, of saying no? So when it comes to the whole commitment thing, it's okay. It's okay to say no. When it comes to the consequences, it's okay because you've got self-discipline and you know what's right. It's a gift from God, yeah? And then lastly, maybe not lastly, but I think it's lastly, we can just have it at the next one. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel. Suffering, again, that holy discontentment. It's not suffering as in the kind of suffering that, that we kind of perceive of like being hungry or all that kind of stuff. But it's that, that suffering of, of dying to self almost and that suffering of that hardship of that pain that we talked about at the start of following Jesus and pursuing the purpose. Guys, time's up. Bye. <laughs> no, but that, that pain, you know what I mean? That suffering, that's what he's talking about is the pain for the gospel. Suffering for your purpose. Suffering for the fullness. Suffering for his name to be glorified because that's what Jonah did. It didn't look pretty. Nineveh wasn't pretty. Bradford isn't pretty. Some of the things that you might be walking into isn't pretty, but you're suffering for something. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? It's not suffering for nothing. It's not dying to self for nothing. It's dying to self and, and taking up that cross for something, for Jesus to be glorified. Yeah? Fight the good fight, as they say, right? But anyway, Colossians says this, right? Since then, you have been raised with Christ, right? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because this is amazing, right? Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, not on self, not on me, not woe is me. Set your sights on him, a heavenly mindset, a heavenly heart. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Don't you be interfering with that stuff. God's got that. Do you know what I'm saying? You look at that heavenly mindset. You look at pursuing all of that goodness. 
You used to walk in these ways. It's gone, it's been. In the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Even that is not okay, guys. It's not okay. Jonah, when he's angry, it's actually not okay. God's got grace for it, but it's not okay. Do you get it? It's not not okay because we're not called. We're not called. Do not lie to each other. Since you've taken off your old self, you've put on new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator, constantly being renewed. And we're just going to skip. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And skipping again, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And here we go, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In everything you do, in everything you do, may it glorify God. Be it being a teacher, be it pursuing that purpose, whatever it may look like, make sure that your life is glorifying God. Make sure that slander, bitterness, all that stuff is gone, that you are just pursuing the goodness of God and he will be glorified. Amen? Amen. Awesome. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.